A ship has many parts that help coordinate it. It has sails, a rudder, a ship's wheel, and a navigator with a sextant, map, compass, and clock. Well, our ship has several people who help navigate it as well, and some of these are our governors. Hello and welcome to the Serpent High School podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Sebastian. And in today's episode, I'm delighted to say we're joined by Melissa Geiger, Deputy Chair of Governors overseeing finance and also a trustee of United Learning. Melissa joined the LGB in 2019 and she's a partner and UK board member for KPMG in the UK. I got to talk with Melissa about what made her become a governor at Surbiton, any career advice she may have for our students, her take on the recent excellent in all areas ISI inspection, and what she thinks of when she thinks of a Surbiton High School student. Stay with us. Today I'm joined by Melissa Geiger. She is the Deputy Chair of Governors overseeing finance and also a trustee of UL. Hello, Melissa. Hello. Hi, Anthony. So um, you have quite an illustrious career. And I was wondering if you could tell our listeners just a little bit about uh, who you are and, and how you've come to be uh, uh, working with us now. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, so I've um, I've been in, I'm not sure I call it illustrious, but I've been in um, in the tax and finance world for about 25 years now, um, having been a geography graduate from the University of Bristol, but leaving geography behind for the exciting world of tax and, um, and tax policy. Um, I've previously been the global head of tax at GSK, a major pharmaceutical company. Um, and then more recently, I'm a partner at KPMG, I'm a member of our UK board, um, and I oversee our sort of global tax business uh, for KPMG, which is obviously um, a big job and keeps me busy. But alongside that, as you said, I'm the Deputy Chair of Governors at Surbiton um, and one of the trustees of United Learning. And um, finance is kind of a theme through my career and then also through the work that I do with Surbiton. So my focus is really on on the finances. So uh, we have have a range of listeners, including um, students as well as parents. Uh, What would you say the favourite thing about your job is? Oh, favourite thing. Um, I I probably would have used to have said pre-COVID, the travel and um, because I was uh, I've worked in global tax a lot. I've you know, I've been in front of the tax authorities in China. I've been on television in the US in front of the Senate in Australia being questioned about our um, our tax affairs um, and done a lot of travel within sort of Europe and Asia. And I've I've really enjoyed what comes with business travel, which is often that you get to understand the cultures or you get to understand what's happening in in different countries and also just to understand the tax policy position, which obviously I'm a bit of a nerd about. So I think I'd probably say the travel yeah, post COVID. I'd say still the ability to connect with people and the fact that we're still able to do that, you know, like you and I are now um, virtually, um, is, is, you know, it's still a benefit. And I think I probably like working with people. So I've enjoyed that most about my career as well. In terms of sort of uh, young listeners who um, uh, want to see themselves one day uh, on a board, uh, what advice would you give to someone starting out their career? Oh, that's a good question. Um, take, take a few risks and work hard is probably the, the, the short answer. And I, I say that because um, it's I think it's difficult. Certainly when I came from being a geography graduate to start in tax, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I worked hard at the different things. I, I focused a lot on you know, having a good boss, I really enjoyed working for people that inspired me and that were bright. So if you find a good boss, you know, cling on to them, because uh, that, that can be really good. And then I think, yeah, just taking some chances occasionally. I mean, a lot of the graduates that I talk to will look at job descriptions and say, well, I haven't quite done this or I haven't done that. Often in the working world, what you're looking for is skills and ability to learn. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's great about Surbiton, actually, with the learning principles, where they focus the, you know, the pupils on ability to learn. Because 
often when we're interviewing for jobs, we're not always thinking about what people have done. We're thinking about what they've got the ability to do. And so that kind of learning mindset is really, really important. So that's what I'd encourage, encourage people to focus on. So moving on to talking about uh, the school, how did you come to be involved as a governor? Yeah, so I, I became involved as a governor in 2019. Um, the reason was that actually um, Tracy Chong, who's our head of the boys prep, um, she was the uh, head of the pre-prep at Newland House School, where my um, where my children first went uh, in the early parts of their, of their education. And her and I were discussing some governor matters that she was looking at for Newland. And I was discussing the, um, the, the financial code, how you might think about that as a governor, because at the time she was a governor of Surbiton School. Mm. Um, previously in my career, I'd been a governor of the Harris Academy in Merton. So when I first made partner at KPMG, before I had children of my own, um, I came from a state school background myself and I was quite keen to give back. And it's often difficult in some of those schools to find parent governors or to have um, governors that take an interest. And so Harris Academy had just bought Merton um, and so or just you know acquired that into their group. And so I'd done that for about five or six years and I'd been the vice chair of the finance committee. So following that conversation with um, Tracy to help her with some things she was considering, she suggested that I met Rebecca Glover and said, actually, I'm sure Surbiton would be interested in having someone like you on the governing board. I'd come to an end of my term at Harris because I'd done six years. Um, and so following that conversation with Rebecca and, and Matthew Close, um, I agreed to join the governing board and focus on the financial piece. And that was 2019. And Subsequent to that, um, I got involved, you know, through the deputy chair position with some of the United Learning finance team and was asked in 2020 to join the Audit and Risk Committee of United Learning as an independent member. And then earlier this year, Sir John Coles, who's the overall uh, CEO of United Learning, asked if I would join the main board, which I did in January of, of 23. As a governor, you have a, almost like a hand on the steering wheel of the ship. Um, are there any particular moments to spring to mind, either with Surbiton or with UL, where, um, where, where you've really had to hold on to that steering wheel and, and really offer strong advice and say, I think we should move in this direction? I'm not sure there are any moments where I'd feel like we've had, we've had to do that. I, I actually feel like um, we're incredibly lucky at Surbiton with Rebecca Glover and her senior leadership team. I mean, especially for me during COVID, I thought the response of the team, the leadership, the, the kind of calmness under pressure was excellent. I mean, that's not to say that within the governing board um, meetings, we don't have good and robust discussion over various areas. We definitely do. Um, and and that's and that's all to the good. But what I would say, and based on my experience, just, you know, across the piece is we've got a very, very strong leadership team at Surbiton. And what that means is that, you know, decisions can be made, robust conversations can be had. And what's important is that you've got a leadership team and a governing body that's kind of facing into those and thinking about those challenges. And I think where we're very lucky in United Learning is we've got that. And so I wouldn't say there's any times we really have to focus, but I suppose particularly during COVID, we felt the need to make sure that we were challenging and supporting that leadership team, because I think it was a very difficult time, you know, for teachers as well, as well as for many in the wider population during COVID. And they were playing a vital role for, you know, key worker children, keeping school open, what happened over the, you know, the results issues, you know, were the children going to do exams or not? And I think the way that Surbiton kind of put their arms around, you know, those year 11 and year 13s is really, really important and a real testament to the ethos of the school. Uh, so what appealed to you most about becoming a governor at Surbiton? Yeah, I mean, I think 
what what appealed to me was when I when I met uh, Rebecca and and Matthew, and also when I looked around the school because I did I had a, a tour of the school before I kind of agreed and looked at the finances. It was the teaching and learning was just incredibly impressive, and the way um, those individuals really seemed to care about the children and their teaching and learning, and all and all of their individual outcomes. I mean, that kind of shone through in everything that I saw. From you know, terminology that I've now learned, like learning walks, which is where you go around and you you mm-hmm. learn about what's happening and going to the teachers' classrooms, etc. Um, just the the whole ethos was brilliant. But then more than that, you know, there's a there's all the things that we see on the outside with the teachers and. And the, and the children but there's also a, a huge amount of support staff that go into making things work um, in a big school like Surbiton and actually you know Marinka and the finance team incredibly dedicated uh, to the work that they do and very and very competent and so I felt there was you know stuff that I could offer but there was also support to, to what's an, a set essentially a really really good team and the the school you know is very successful the other thing that appealed to me you know as a senior businesswoman was also you know the fact that this is a girls school and and you know all of the work that the school does around stem subjects around encouraging um girls to kind of you know do all the different things i've been in a couple of times to you know see mr owen in the sixth form center i've met a number of the sixth form girls and talked about you know careers in finance careers in banking what that looks like you know because i think at a sort of 16 to 18 it's hard to imagine other than you know the jobs you see your parents do what people might do and so you know the sick form center is amazing the work that they do with careers and progression for all of the girls is, is also amazing and just that ability to kind of give something back and I suppose for me you know a girls school felt like somewhere where you know it's not been easy all the way through my career you know often I have been one of the only women in the room or certainly in the in the minority I mean that's a lot less now than it was at the beginning of my career um but I do think it's great to see girls getting that opportunity and and I suppose Surbiton is a part of that and and I'm quite proud to be a part of that too. So just um returning to the inspection that we had recently uh, SLT were all gathered together. We were in the library, all of us around this giant table. And um, there were you and there was aid and other governors coming in through a video screen on the wall. And so you got to hear, you got to see everything. Yeah. Um, and then and then at the end, they gave us the wonderful news that we were uh, excellent in all areas. And then they left. Um, yeah, that was, I think I, I think I was hoping for that result, and I think I was, and I, and I think my expectations were. You know, I mean, we, it is a brilliant school, as I said. I've done a number of, of visits. I've worked with a number of other schools. You can really see the dedication of the staff, the standards. The, the standards are excellent. Aid and I were actually at United Learning at the head teacher and governor trustee conference for the first day of the inspection, and so hence we were dialing in both for our interview with the inspectors and then for the um, for the result. And um, it was really interesting the buzz that was there as well and the buzz that happens when a school gets inspected um but it was kind of there was kind of a feelings of pride definitely of pride I think in the school and pride in for the teach and I felt a real um sense of achievement for the teachers I think when it was announced they're an incredibly dedicated staff and we see that throughout all of the governing uh, board meetings and so I think you know when you've got staff that are that dedicated it's not a surprise that you're going to get an excellent result but I think the the piece that came through to me was just how thorough the school is in all of the areas so you know the building blocks of that the final thing is the 
lesson and the teacher piece, but all of the blocks are there in terms of how they plan, how they do the classes, what they're thinking about, the subject choices, the pathway, the career guidance. You know, I could go on. There's so many things that go into making it a really great education. And because so much attention to detail is paid by the senior leadership team into those areas, that's why they got that result. And, you know, as, as an auditor, my expectation was they would, you know, they would meet all of those ticks and they would get to that level. But obviously, you know, you never, you can never bank a result till you hear it. So it was, it was brilliant to hear the inspectors be so um, clear in their praise for the school, and I think it was really well deserved. Uh, one of my strongest memories from that meeting was um, uh, they spent about an hour and a bit going through every category, just picking out highlights of the things that they'd seen, and they kept repeating, "We normally just pick out one or two per category, but we can't yes. choose. There's just so much to say." And they mentioned things, as you said, like from. Pretty much every department uh, yes. got a look in from, uh, from the things that happen um, in, in the classroom to also things like our outreach program, our uh, soul in the community program. Uh, just uh, they, they talked so much about there was a really good heart and spirit to our school. It was very clear from the few days they spent with us. Yes, no, it was really, really good. And it, it's lovely to hear that. I mean, I suppose the parents that are listening to this will think about it. it's the same thing when you go to parents' evening. If your child's doing well and you hear that you hope your child's doing well and you see the marks when they come home. But when you get there, you're kind of like, oh, and you're kind of relieved. And it was a bit similar to that. That's how it felt a little bit like it was our parents' evening. And we got to hear kind of, you know, had, had we done a good job. And, you know, the governors, we certainly all felt a sense of responsibility as well. We feel a sense of responsibility when we're doing the job and discharging our duties, but also in the in the in the inspection itself to make sure that you know we were on top of the, the areas of our brief and to make sure that we you know did not let the teachers down because they had worked incredibly hard on 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 their piece of the inspection so we also felt felt I suppose the responsibility and then and then yes we were all incredibly delighted with the result which was thoroughly deserved in my opinion uh, last question from me and you can take a take a beat to think about it when you think of a Surbiton high student what comes to mind? So actually, the first word that came to mind is actually kind. I actually um and and I sort of you know kind of pondered that because there's a few other words that came up, but um I think the kindness piece really permeates throughout the school and and I you know the accountability to each other, the community spirit, you know, the looking out for each other, and I think for me that's what I've experienced both through what I've seen in the school, but also for what I've seen in in the governing body. Um, and I think you know people are. I've just got a great mindset and there's a great kind of there's a great kind of community feeling and there's a great amount of kindness I think you certainly see that in the prep schools as well as in the in the senior school oh, that's great well thank you so much for coming on the show and thank you so much for all the work you do for our school and for United Learning as is Melissa Geiger Deputy Chair of Governors Overseeing Finance and a trustee of UL thank you very much thank you thank you for joining us our show today was produced in-house at Surbiton High School. If there's a topic you'd like covered on the show, you can email us at podcast at The Surbiton High School podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like and subscribe. I've been your host, Anthony Sebastian. Thank you for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye.